0: This is the Mess It Up Podcast where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now here's the bowtie guy. Hey guys, Mess It Up Podcast once again. You can hear the Cokie Frogs. Hopefully. And that tells you we are still here in Hawaii. It's our last night in Hawaii. Uh, we fly out tomorrow which is uh show day which would be probably for you guys today uh november 2nd anyway and uh, we have to have a show in the can and something tells me i won't be able to do it very well tomorrow at the airport because uh internet being what it is and also i'll be a blubbering mess mm-hmm. so yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> decided that we would just record it tonight instead you can hear Bev in there that's uh that's our our lovely co-host for the evening hi everyone Good to be with you. We apologize for the sound last week. Well, I apologize. It was my fault and I didn't check the sound. So we did a few sound checks today and hopefully sound is gonna come through a little bit better than it did last week. It sounds a little bit less echoey and Bev's mic is not so hot. So hopefully that will uh, be a more pleasant experience for you. I had one listener who likes to listen to the show to unwind on a Tuesday night um, as they sit in the spa uh tell me i can't listen to the show i'm sorry don't be offended it's just i said no trust me i know that show was was you know bad sound quality so we apologize for that and i will try to make sure that we have things a little bit better in the future one of the ways that you can help us do things better in the future is make it so that we can afford to hire ourselves a producer someone to listen in and some more equipment to do uh, better checking and the only way we can pay for things like that is by the generous giving of our listeners. We are 100% listener supported. You pay the wages here, you pay for all the equipment, for getting it on the the internet and all those things. So if you would like to become a Patreon member and financially support the show, you can do it for how much, Bev?
1: As little as one dollar a month.
0: That's right, a dollar a month helps to get the show. That doesn't mean you can't give more. We'd love to have more, but a dollar a month uh, would make a huge difference. If everybody listening gave just $1 a month, that would really, really make a huge difference. If you don't want to do that, if you want to give more, uh, more than welcome to, maybe a dollar a day it gets you to that $30 giving point. And uh, you can check out all the different giving points online. If you go to messituppodcast.com and click on the button that says become a patron, or go to patreon.com, that's dot com slash Mess It Up podcast uh, we're there as well. But easier to go to messituppodcast.com and just click that button um, and it'll give you all the information you need to know about it. You can cancel your subscription at any point. But what you do get from that subscription is access to our um, Discord chat server so you can talk with other Patreon members. Uh, the upper giving levels also have access to our book clubs. So you can read books and comment about them with the other members in the book club. So we'd love to see people joining in and doing that and helping us out in that way. Uh, Our big word of the week this week. I can't wait. The big wow is esoteric. It would have been awesome if it was something like impatient. Uh, No, but (laughs) esoteric is our word of the week. Hopefully we are not esoteric because esoteric means that it's intended uh, for or likely to be understood by only a small number of people. With specialized knowledge or interests, you know, Ooh. it's a very niche kind of a thing. And hopefully, we are more broad-reaching than that uh, type of thing. But if you can use that word in your sentences this week, go ahead and give yourself those bonus points. Keep track of the bonus points yourself, because, like I said before, I'm not here to keep track of your bonus points. Uh, I don't know that we have anything else to tell them. Beth. That's
1: probably it.
0: Well, I guess we could tell the email address would be messed it up. Podcast no. Let's, let's take that back, Guy at messituppodcast.com. Or you can send me a text or phone call, 760-608-1942. That's how the listener told me that the sound quality was bad, was by sending me a text. So uh, please join in on that text thing and I will get back to you uh, as soon as we can. A uh, Little shout out to all of our Patreon members. Uh, thank you for doing it. And now, on with the show, I think. We were sitting here tonight as I do many nights, and uh, trying to think of what do we want to say on the show, what's what's worthy of the bits that we're taking up, what's worthy of the bandwidth of your time that you are giving to us uh, to talk about. And I have a list of of options uh, that I've written in advance for shows that I like to choose from. And what we thought about tonight was just the fact that we're here and we're we're fixing to leave, and a little bit melancholy. This is always the worst night of the vacation, yeah, it sure but. Does. I thought, well, what do we do to make a meaningful impact in someone's life? How do we have a meaningful impact in life and, and take our mess and turn it into a message for other people? Which is basically what we try to do through Celebrate Recovery uh, and the ministries that we do in prison and with this podcast and with the blog, which is ministerofmocha.com. Um, we just try to give people some hope and and have meaningful impact on their lives. It's so easy to have a negative impact in someone's lives. And as teachers, we saw that with kids all the time Mm -hmm. who had a negative home life or negative impact coming in, just bad stimulus that created bad situations for these kids. Um, Bev, what are some things that you have seen that have been not so great impacts in people's lives, be it students or yourself or, or family or whatever?
1: Um, I think that one of the things that really negatively impacts others is, um, attitudes that are holier than thou or um, just that attitude that says I'm better than you are or know more than you know. um, I have more status than you have. Uh, When somebody approaches you like that, it's hard for other people to hear you. And so a lot of times they walk, yes, I have seen uh, and I've felt that before in my life where I walk away thinking, Gosh, I wish I'd never encountered that person. Um, I've just switched
0: up her stuff there, just so you know, I was pointing to my eye because I always encourage people to make eye statements. Yeah, that's always, Um, yeah, yeah.
1: And I need that uh, reminder often because I I do sometimes speak in general, you know, what do they say, glittering generalities?
0: Well, I love that you're glittering, Yeah, well, thank you. You and and Mariah. Anyway,
1: I I think that that can be um, something that stays with a person for a very long time. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: And I can't help but think, you know, that... Any time that if I were to approach somebody like that, I would be more concerned with who I was than withdrawing the other person in to the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's usually very selfish motives going into that kind of a encounter.
0: Right, right. And, and I think, you know, it's not uncommon right now to see people... You know, you're driving down the street and see people protesting about things mm-hmm. uh, during the election. I know I saw lots of people protesting on both sides of arguments mm-hmm. and and uh, here in Hawaii, which is a pretty laid back uh, kind of lifestyle here. There's people protesting and, and counter protesting across the street. And and being that it's why it's all pretty ma- laid back and mellow, although I did have someone yelling at me with a bullhorn uh, trying to convince me that they were right. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically all they did is scare me, I almost got me into an accident. but. Uh, It it can be easy to have that negative impact on someone. I know in my life, I've had a negative impact on my own kids in so many ways. And I've seen the impact of of parents who, you know, just kids who, in in teaching, we would call it failure to thrive. Yes. And just, you can tell when a kid is well-loved. We're sitting with our grandkids for the last two weeks here in Hawaii, and and we can tell that they're well-loved that you know because they're comfortable they want to be with mom and dad they they smile you know mm-hmm. camden smiles when mommy or daddy walk into mm-hmm. the room and he's 7 months old and it's just when we were last night was halloween we were giving away candy outside cuz they were trick or treating and our grandson uh lucas is 7 and he was having more fun. He didn't want, he, he wanted to come home from trick-or-treating so he could be the one to give the candy away mm-hmm. to people. He is seven and he wants to have a positive impact. And just watching him give candy to people and he would give them and then he'd, he'd give them some more and he would, it was not uncommon for him last night to go chasing them down <laughs> the street and kids would think, what's going on? This kid's, And he's, no, he's giving more candy <laughs> to them because he wanted to bless them even more. And I think that's just such a wonderful thing and it, it's a reflection on their parents, how giving both Dave and Heather are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I love that. Um, can you think of, oh, go ahead, Beth.
1: I was gonna say another, another example of that is, I've been the recipient of somebody else's anger mm. and hatred mm-hmm. and bitterness. And uh, rather than them processing that before they had a dialogue with me, I became the punching bag you know, of that anger. And um, I didn't know what to do with it. And to try to tell myself that they were not angry at me, they were just angry somewhere, just make a blank, mm-hmm. blanket anger statement. Um, I took it personally. Right. Like, I couldn't separate myself from and that. And that
0: head knowledge is great, but I mean, it doesn't make it hurt less. No. And no. and it... Um, it... it it, it does damage when we do that yes. and I've heard so many people say um, and I try super hard not to say it myself well I couldn't help it I couldn't help it you made me mad so I had to do this and and that's just poppycock because they didn't make me mad I chose how to react in my anger mm-hmm. they might have done something and I was angry about it and that's not a problem but my, my reaction to it is where where it becomes a problem and if there's other people around we're going to have an impact on those other people. And it's impossible to live in a world with seven and a half billion people on it and not impact people with our actions.
1: Yeah, and with somebody who is sensitive like I am, just, um, I kind of wear my feelings out on my sleeve. Um, it, it's it, it becomes a difficult situation for me to forgive. Somebody like that, mm-hmm. I have to work through it a whole lot harder mm-hmm. than just blanket. Well, that's not the word. Just easily saying, "Okay, it's over. I forgive you. Let's move on." Right? You know, it, it leaves a scar.
0: And I think there has to be some intentionality in how we act because, to, for me to not acknowledge that I'm having an impact on people with my actions is egotistical and absurd. I was watching a TV show last night that the the particular episode dealt with some characters, the main character was dealing with some people in his life, one who committed suicide and another who tried to commit suicide. And and watching, they they were showing, it was a character study of this character's reaction. And this character is a a macho, you know, man's man kind of guy. And so he was angry. And then he felt, you know, to blame because he had said mean words. And, And so when his one friend committed suicide he felt so like he had to you know love the people around him and do kind things and then he had another friend who got into trouble and he tried to be kind to it and then that friend committed or made a suicide attempt and the, this guy just went off on him and yelled and screamed he said I've been doing all this nice stuff and still you do this and you know just you know go pound sand basically. But the, the, the fact of the matter is you know that guy who wanted to commit suicide felt alone, Felt isolated, felt hopeless, and oftentimes I think people who commit suicide or get into these, don't see the impact that they'll have on other people and how much people do love them and that that does matter. And, you know, I think about my kids, what would happen, you know, we're flying home tomorrow and mom and I are flying together, we'll be sitting next to each other on a plane and if something happens on that plane, mom and I, you know, could both be gone. And what kind of an impact would that have on our kids and, and not that I want to be morbid or, or you know, more abundant about it, but it's just, which would be good words of the week. Um, but, you know, we have an impact. Whatever we're doing, we have an impact. So it behooves us to pay attention to what I'm doing so that I can have a positive impact on that.
1: Yeah. And when you said, you know, we need to be having intentionality about the way we live, I think to add another word to that, say responsible intentionality. I know the other day we were shopping. And it was just a really quick interaction for me in the store and out of the store, just grabbing one item. And uh, when I walked up there, I said, hey, how are you doing today? And the person said absolutely nothing to me on the other side of the counter. And so then when she had the, you know, we had the money exchange or whatever, then I said, okay, well, I hope you have a great day. She said, nothing again. Mm. And when I came out to the car, that was the first thing I mentioned to you. I said, Wow, you know, that that doesn't feel good. And although I I knew I wasn't going to make that lady's day great, and plus I don't know what had happened to her before I walked in right. there. We never know. But I I just want to say that something that can cause um, people to be affected in a negative way is just acting like nobody exists. Right. Um, and that I met many students, many um, first graders who felt left out. Right. And um, when you feel invisible, it's not always everybody's fault. Listen, I'm not trying to make that statement that when somebody feels that way, it's always, there's a big reason behind that, but it might not be a person or one encounter. Right, and it
0: might not be you. You just might be, like you said, the person who experiences it. And and again, the caution, there's a huge difference between a reason and an excuse. Uh, When I was serving coffee at Starbucks and I was training... Uh, baristas, I told them once. Like, look, it's just coffee. Don't don't get all worked up about it. It's just coffee. That's all we do. I said. Now we're serving coffee to people who are working on the base and are scientists and have people's lives. You know, and it's their responsibility to keep people safe. So yeah, we want to make them happy. But all you've got to do is is smile and give them mm-hmm. that coffee, and mm-hmm. you can make a person's day. So you know, it's it's easy to have an impact the hard part is making sure you're having the right impact on people i think and we'll talk more about that after the break but what i want to do is i want to throw it to a a song of the week right now and this is a relatively new song by big daddy weave it's called all things new so we're going to give you about 90 seconds of some big daddy weave and uh, we'll come back with maybe some new things maybe some old things but right now this is all things new
2: you make all
0: I was looking in the break, not quite as new as I thought the song was, but it is relatively new. It came out in 2019 is when it was written, uh, so uh, fairly new, uh, especially for an older group like Big Daddy Weave. But Bev, uh, tell me uh, your insights and thoughts on this song.
1: Well, I, um, I love that second verse. It says, only you can bring such beauty from the depths of all my pain. Only you can take the shattered heart and make it beat again. Oh, you hold us all together in your hands. I surrender all I have and all I am. Um, <clears throat> I wish this wasn't the last night we were here because that song um, brings an emotional level to my life. Um, but I, I, I th- Heather and I were talking today in the cars we were coming home about. How sometimes people don't take care of what they have mm-hmm. and it just gets so run down and beat up when it would just take a little bit of uh attention you know here and there in our lives to you know for example a car you know you leave a car and you don't take care of it before you know it it just looks old and it's only months old you know but we do that to our lives i know i've done that to my life where I've taken something brand new that God gave me and um, treated it like it was something that was not important or not valuable, maybe ignored the places in my life where I was supposed to stay on track with God and I got off track. And so I I love that, that he brings beauty from our pain. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a million scripture references that speak about that. Um, but it can only happen when we surrender When we surrender. I, um, there's just so much about this song that reminds me that only God can do that. Right. We, we can't do it. You know, we just can't put the pieces back together because if I were, if it were up to me to do that, I would put them together, but it would be like a two year old, you know, taking broken pieces and just putting a blob of Elmer's glue in there and just stuffing them together, but there would be no sense out of it, right? So,
0: right, and you know, we shared last Tuesday after we uh, the last podcast came out, we had gone to um, the very south part of the island place called Ocean View, and we went to an outdoor church. Uh, someone had given in the land, it's on a big lava flow, it's all lava rock. They took a bulldozer and just scooped it down and flattened it out. and just flat land that was donated to these people to have a church. They put up some, some metal poles with tarps over top for tents, no walls, just the roof. And it's, uh, you know, sort of canopies, you know, A-frames and and where the A-frames come down together, they put gutters. So when it rains, they can wash the water away and they have carpet squares and pews and a generator and an You know, just it's it's wonderful. We shared our testimony there and we talked about the fact that we don't get everything back the way we want it, but we get everything. God makes it new. And that idea is so meaningful to me that I want new because the old that I had was so destroyed and so broken and so unhealthy that I wanted new. And God had it for me. But I had to take it. I had to accept it. And as we're watching our our baby grandson Camden, he doesn't know what's good for him. We do and we can see things, but he just goes for what he wants and we've got better for him. I set him on the couch today and he started crawling towards where dad and and brother were. He was going to crawl right off the couch because he had no concept of gravity and height. He was going to get hurt, and I, I stopped him, and he was not happy with what I had for him. <laughs> but I knew it was better, and all he had to do was accept that, and then I could take him and set him down and, and and make his life better. And I've just got to do that for God, and instead of crying and screaming that I didn't get my way, just take what he's got because what he's got is new, and it's good, and it's wonderful, and and that's just an attitude that I need to keep in front of me is that it's my choice, yes. all these things whether I choose to let God do something good for me, if I just choose to turn my back and do my own thing again, um, that's, it, you know, it comes down to choice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we were talking about having a meaningful impact, and I think we had a meaningful impact here in Hawaii with Celebrate Recovery, and it started several years ago when we visited our, our uh, member of our forever family, David, when he was starting up the Celebrate Recovery meeting in Volcano, and we've, come and shared at his meeting several times but we never really had a chance to just kind of sit down and talk and he's been a guest on the show uh but we were uh invited to go and join them for dinner several or uh, last week and um it was really awesome to get a chance to um to just get to know him and the thing that really amazed me was that uh, when we came and sat down at dinner, I, I told them about the uh, book that I had written and they had it there. They had gone and bought the book. Now this is really interesting. I decided to go back and check and see when, when David was on the uh, show, it was show number 99 March 3rd of 2020, and believe it or not, Big Daddy Weave was the artist for the Song of the Week. So you can check that out, show 99 uh, from back in 2020. Uh, But they had my book, and I thought, okay, I had an impact on them, and they wanted to go and pay money to get my book, which you can get on Amazon if you want. Um, And they had been reading it in the time that they had gotten it. (laughs) And he said, you know, there are so many parallels in my life and my story and his life and his story, it's just incredible that we were both you know, teachers and we were both on the wrong track in life and got in trouble. And just it, it, to be able to know that I had an impact because I was willing to share my story and, and let my dirt get out there and and share the ugly stuff so that somebody could find the good stuff in the ugly was... It was impactful to me just like it was impactful to him.
1: Yeah. Um, I was sitting here thinking while you were talking, you know, if somebody came to me today and said, listen, Bev, I have a flow chart all worked out and it's going to tell you how to leave a meaningful impact in somebody else's life. I would think, are you kidding me? Yeah,
0: we'll put this in the yeah. show notes.
1: Right, right. <laughs> I, there's just, there's no way. Um, there isn't a step one, step two, step three, step four, and then you walk away and say, mm, I know that I impacted them for good. There isn't that. There's always that mystery which leads me to think that it's very, very important that I live my life in prayerful consideration mm-hmm. of God using me in a positive way in somebody else's life. In other words, I mean, I don't think every single day that I remember to say, "Lord, with the people that I encounter today, would you please help me to remember to carry your message to them um, and do it in your way?" But I do think, and believe me, I've messed it up more often than I've been good at it. I, I'm gonna, I I'm gonna be, yeah, I'm gonna be honest about that. And sometimes, well-meaning and then screw it up. Sometimes screwing it up right from the beginning because I don't care, you know, and I haven't really given in any intentional thinking, you know, but um, anyway, I just think it's really, really, it reminds me that that I need God to reign me in and keep me remembering that I am his ambassador not my ambassador, and it is my job to make him famous, you know, and not me. So, um, that might mean that I have to swallow my pride or swallow what I'm feeling at that particular moment. Doesn't mean it has to be fake, but it just means I need to walk in the step with him. I think we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. keeping in the step with him so that God can use us. Because yeah. if we're a distraction to God, People finding God, uh, it's going to cause more damage than good. Right. And and in
0: terms of being intentional, I think it's important that I, I'm not thinking, all right, how can I impact David when I do this? No. How can I impact Bob or Sally? It's like, how can I be authentic and faithful to the call that God has given me? And to, like you said, be a, a honest reflection of Christ and an ambassador for him. And to realize that I'm not an ambassador for Paul. I'm an ambassador for Christ. So the the needs and the message that I need to be putting forth are the needs and message of Christ, not necessarily the needs and message of Paul. And if those two things are different, then it's important for me to change my needs and message to fit Christ's mold than it is for me to adjust Christ's message so that it is more comfortable mm-hmm. for me.
1: You know how I know that's true, Paul? I know that because... Um, I feel like the best way to do that is to tell your honest story. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is I had grandparents, one set of grandparents, who didn't tell their honest story. The only story that they told was the story of redemption. They didn't tell what their life was before they knew Christ. And so I grew up thinking that they were always perfect people. And all that did was make me afraid of stepping outside the lines. Mm. You know, if I had had the... And I'm not saying that I love to hear that people fail like I've failed. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying my grandparents on the other side of my life, they um, they had more of an impact because they were more real about their lives. And they share both the victories and the, um, the mess-ups. You know, and then you know... When you're looking at that, I knew that I could live that life. I knew that there was redemption for me, even if I made those same mistakes that they had made or worse. Right. You know. So that's how I know that what you're saying is the best way to be authentic is to just flat out tell your story and tell it real. Don't yes. Tell it fake.
0: Yes, yes, and that doesn't mean put in all the greasy details no. to shock no. people. No, it's you know telling people what they need to hear so that they can grow from what you've got going on. It's not a, a horror story that you're telling. It's a it's a glory story to God. Mm-hmm. So so having a meaningful impact on people, um, you know, we've we've talked a lot about it here. Uh, to be intentional, to be honest, to be faithful. Um. Is it something that you think that you're doing?
1: Yes, I do think so. Not always. <laughs> Sometimes it's, and, and you know what? The only way I know is by feedback. Mm-hmm. And then just by the general feeling that uh, that I was accepted and loved, right. you know but um, I know there's a couple of ladies in CR and because I'm usually one of the oldest ladies there who started calling me Mom. Mm. you know you're my CR mom. And I think, wow. And they've told me, I can tell you stuff that I might not even share with any of my own members of my family or my mom. Um, And that makes me feel awesome. This past week, got a phone call from a lady who, you know, uh, I've seen her go through ups and downs and ups and downs and then really lows and really highs. And I was one of the first people she called when she finally recommitted her life to to Jesus Mm. and, and said, I've got it now. I, I figured it out, you know, and I wanted to let you know that. And it's like, wow, I was so honored.
0: Yeah. And that's a meaningful impact.
1: Absolutely. That's a meaningful Absolutely. impact yeah. for
0: sure. Yeah. It's it's something that I think we need to not worry about being humble about. Uh, you know, right. I mean, not necessarily to brag or not, but, but to know, yeah, we are doing things. And, and I, I know that we're having an impact. I see it in our men at the prison.
2: Uh, i see it yes. in
0: people in cr across the country across the internet here with with people who call that i've never seen face to face but i've heard my voice and it's made a difference in their life and they've joined in they've you know subscribed they've shared with their friends they've bought the book they have become a patreon member they've, they've done stuff people are are taking effort to support what we're doing so i know that we're having an impact and that that's a good thing and and whatever you're doing know that that the opportunity for you to have an impact is there. I'm not saying you're having an impact, whatever you're doing, that's a good impact, but I, I know that the opportunity is there and it's up to us to take that opportunity. Just like in that big daddy weave song, it's up to us to take what Christ has for us and to do the best with it that we can and know that there will be ups and downs Mm -hmm. and not everything will be a success. And you know, the greatest home run hitters are also the biggest strikeout. Yes. Uh, people as well yes so we've just got to keep aiming for those fences and keep making things happen and um god will get the glory and that'll be an awesome story
1: right i um i think the important thing though is just for me to remember to obey if i feel a prompting that i need to say something to someone i need to act on it if i feel a prompting that i need to be quiet i need to act on that yeah um so, because I'm not going to get it right most of the time. It's not something that we know. We don't know another person's heart. We don't know another, per- another person's life. We don't know, like I mentioned earlier, what somebody might be going through that particular moment. And if we try to force ourselves, and me as a codependent, that's really easy for me to get it wrong. Because mm-hmm. I just wanna in- I want to um, insert myself into somebody else's life where I see them hurting when maybe the best thing for me to do is just go alongside and say nothing or do nothing yeah. or maybe keep my distance yeah. and just say, I'm here for you.
0: Yeah, you, and, know? you know, that the, the Rick Warren advice, show up and shut up. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best thing we can do. But, and yeah, and know that, you know, I think an important question to ask when you run into that person who's not someone you want to spend time with or who's not having a great day or who's being rude or aloof or whatever, I try to ask myself, what is the legitimate reason for why they're doing this that I just don't know right what is what am I ignorant right. about that's Explaining their behavior right now that if I knew this it'd be like, oh, okay That makes sense now and I just try to say okay There's got to be something and if I can assume that there is and I just don't know it yet Then that sometimes helps me to have a better attitude towards them
1: Yeah, I think it's important to remember to the flow of the relationship sometimes it takes a long time um to gradually get to know a person and to earn the right to speak into their life mm-hmm. um versus like you said the person who's got the bullhorn standing on the corner and shouting at you um and it, there's times that people had not been ready to hear what i wanted to say and i think we had that experience one time Paul, were you sharing your testimony with a group that was not prepared? Not and it, to hear it was like, oh man, that just, you could hear crickets, you know, yes. it just was yes. awful. So, you know, waiting for the right time or just giving that relationship a little bit of space and letting it grow naturally, um, because person will hear you a whole lot better if they have invested in you and you've invested in them. So they can trust you before they, you know, you know. When we were watching Lucas doing the swimming lessons. You know, he was. This is our grandson at seven. He was doing his like I think third swimming lesson, and he had a new instructor this week. And he was so stiff. Uh, Lucas was. He was uncomfortable with this new guy, and and then over time, the guy let him knew, know that he was there for him and that he understood his fears and that he wasn't going to leave him he wasn't going to push him underwater and then you just saw Lucas relax and it was like okay I can learn from you yeah you know and then that's when the light bulbs went on for him yeah you know so
0: and that story that you're telling with the crickets that is something that you can read about that story in the second book which is coming out hopefully by the time Christmas rolls around I'll have that one out um so you can be looking for that um also you can um uh, keep listening to the show and share people, uh, you know, your stories. When Bev said you've got to know the flow of the, the relationship, it made me think, you know, kiss my grits. And so here's what I'm going to do right now. If you can, <laughs> if you can send me a text at 760-608-1942 oh and tell me why kiss my grits comes up when Bev talks about the flow of a relationship, first person who gets it to me is getting some Starbucks uh, coming their way. So text me. Seven six zero six zero eight one nine four two, and first person who gets to me gets that Starbucks. So there you go. Uh, I can re-
1: I can tell that I've been married to you over twenty six years because I got that immediately as soon as it yeah. came out of your mouth. I was like, I know where he's going yeah. with this. Yeah. Yes.
0: So uh, anyhow, uh, hey, join in on Patreon if you would be so kind to uh, help support the show. Follow us on all of the social media places. Make it social by you know, joining the conversation there. Look for us on Reddit uh, at Messed Up Ministries and the subreddit uh, title. And uh, just keep sharing the show with people. It's great to see the numbers growing and I really appreciate all that you do. And uh, mahalo for listening. Next time we talk to you, we'll be back in California. um, And that will be the next time we mess it up.